0: What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito, back with episode 40 of the Gino Spirito Podcast. I hope you're all having a great Monday, June 14th, um, you know, another Monday in the book, another week in the books, uh, five days until I turn 21, so that's pretty insane. Six days until I celebrate my second Father's Day, so that'll be a good time, um, and plenty, plenty, plenty of good music, uh, to go with all of the, um, you know, I I don't want to say my, more of occasions, um, a lot of great music that is out, um, that is circulating, uh, being well perceived by me and, um, a lot of the, uh, music culture, um, but, yeah, besides that, life is great. Um, I hope, like you said, I hope you guys are all having a great Monday. Hope you guys are off to a, uh, good start to your week. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to all the festivities, um, to begin for my birthday. I'm looking forward to spending time with, uh, my daughter and getting to have time with her and, and my family on Sunday, um, for Father's Day and getting to celebrate that, um, but yeah I mean not, life is great not not too many complaints at the moment um, it's been nice being able to um, you know see a lot of people that I've went to high school with uh, recently and and be able to catch up and chop it up it's it's always nice um, you know when I when I see people that you know I haven't talked to in a while and um, you know it just it just puts you right back uh, and remember where you were when you saw them last and, um, you know, just being able to talk about everything and, uh, you know, realize the growth that you've made as a human, um, you know, the priorities and what you've been up to, um, the last time you saw them was, was completely different than than what they are now. And, um, I feel like that's how you can look at real growth, um, as an individual. Um, and I think I've been able to do that as of late, um, because I've been seeing, so many people that I went to high school with, that I haven't seen in a long time, played basketball with, uh, just randomly too, not even like, I mean, a couple of, I've, I've uh, met up with a couple of people that I haven't seen in a while, um, like, you know, on my, like, through planning, of course, but there have been quite a few people, I'd say, within the last week that I've seen um, just randomly, and I haven't seen them in a long time. Um, of course, that comes with being back in town, being back home. Um, but I, it's it's been a lot more than normal, especially because I've been here. It's not like I've, you know, been gone um, and I've, I just got back and now I'm just seeing everybody. But it's been good. It's, it's been really good. Um, I, I'm just at a really good place in life and I, I hope you all are too. Um, but without further ado, let's get into it. And let's talk about this new music that actually dropped this Friday. I felt like um, we were blessed yet again um, with another pretty full slate of uh, of Friday music. Um, of course, um, some of the bigger name projects. Uh, the Migos, they uh, completed the Trilogy of Culture uh, and dropped Culture 3. Um, Polo G completed his Trilogy as well. He, he released Hall of Fame. Um, of course, he, uh, completed the trilogy of, uh, Die a Legend, which was in June 2019, and then May 2020's The Goat. Um, so two of, um, two projects that, uh, you know, the third installments of, um, you know, these different, uh, series for the, uh, different artists. Um, and we also had a Kodad drop. Um, a new project. We had uh, we saw Guap Dad release a deluxe to his project, um, and we saw quite a few singles um, from um, what's it called? Maroon Five uh, with you know Juice World, Nipsey Hustle, and YG. So I thought that was quite an interesting combination uh, for especially for a Maroon Five, um, but also French Montana drops. Um, a single so he, he should be dropping his album soon um, we got new Gucci Mane, we got new St. John and SZA, um and plenty of announcements uh, since um, this new music uh, from other artists that haven't dropped yet announcing that they are going to be dropping or kind of teasing that they will be dropping soon so um, on top of all the good music that I just mentioned, we have even more on the way. And like I said, I, I really, truly believe that 2021, um, by the end of it, uh, truly has a chance of being one of those years where uh, we're able to look back on 2021 and, and really, really, really appreciate the year of music it was. I feel like um, in terms of right now, uh, that year that everybody seems to always gravitate towards, was 2016. Um, You know, whenever I see people reminiscing on the timeline of uh, times where better music or, you know, a lot of good music coming out at once uh, was happening, I feel like a lot of the time I, uh, you know, hear the summer 2016 always uh, being thrown, thrown in that conversation and uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but I truly believe that uh, with the artists we have upcoming and the artists that have already dropped and, you know, all the music that we we literally have already gotten this year, um, you know, I, I think it's... We're starting to see a lot of rollouts happening um, and it's, it's you know, hitting us very, very fast um, and I'm, I'm just extremely excited for it. But like I said, the Migos did complete their culture trilogy and I gotta say, I was honestly when I, when I, I, I touched on it in the last podcast, but I truly believed, um, going into this, that the Migos, uh, realized that Culture 2 just didn't hit the same way that Culture 1 did, it didn't really speak to the masses the same way that Culture 1 did, um, and, uh, I don't want to ultimately call it a flop, because, um, you know, music is music, and, there's It's always going to be subjective. It's always you know people are always going to have their own opinions on it. Um, but in terms of you know the the perception of it and um, if people are still bumping it the same way to this day, it's it's not even not even a debate that Culture Two was a flop in terms of that. Uh, so coming into Culture Three, I, I definitely had a feeling um, that the Migos knew that uh, you know the last project didn't really hit the same way that that first project did um there wasn't as many songs that really uh you know stuck and and really put them on the map even further um and i truly believe that they were going to take that and use it as fuel and fire um you know to make a new project uh that's just as good if not better than that first one that really put them on the map um in culture one um And and like I said, uh, I truly believe that they did this with this project. I mean, from start to finish, I've I probably have listened to this album. I want to say seven times now, eight times maybe. Um, And I I can truly. uh, I mean, there's 19 songs on here. Uh, There were there were three. uh, No, not three. There was two singles on. No, no, there were three singles because um, Need It was also a single as well. That was like the first signal from from um, this project. That's, this came out like, a long time ago. But um, if I were to, you know, just go however many out of 19, I probably would say I was really, really bumping 15 to 16 out of 19 songs on here. Um, I really, you know... Like I said seven eight listens in I'm, I'm still bumping this this through you know pretty much all the way I think the only songs that are kind of misses uh, to me personally at the moment I I really trust me I I this might be a controversial take um but I I really uh, I really like Polo G I really loved his new album Hall of Fame. I think he's one of the best uh you know new upcoming um you know artists of of this new generation but um I didn't really like his feature on Malibu. I I liked the song. I liked the production of it, but I didn't really feel like his flow um kind of matched what the what I felt like the song needed. Um you know, maybe with a few more listens I'll I'll be bumping it, but Uh, that was that was one of the songs that were that were mid for me Uh, birthday as a whole I didn't really like the song Um, kind of a throwaway in my opinion Um, but uh, on top of that I mean mm, what you see with Justin Bieber uh, you know it's more poppy and I, I, I think they did their thing on there I know a lot of people were talking about that so I didn't I, I personally liked it. I didn't really mind it. Um, but like I said, besides besides that Polo G feature and the song Birthday, um, maybe Picasso. So like that. There's like a there's like three songs and like a, there's like, like a five, there's like three songs in like a five song span that I don't really fuck with. But besides that, the rest of the album is extremely good. I mean, the production is there the entire time. And, um, honestly, that's not even, like, the thing that really makes this project. I mean, every single member of the Migos absolutely brought it. Every fucking song. It was actually ridiculous. Like, you know, I was, I was on, like, my fourth, fifth listen. I, I was, I was, you know, trying to see some of these songs. Like, did, did one of them take a break? Did one of them, you know... I don't know, like let, uh, you know, this kind ca- of song kind of, you know, be one person song or whatever the case may be. And of course there's those songs that, uh, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, like take off just like on the ad libs. Um, and he, he, kind of just has like the chorus and then, uh, you know, you let Quavo, um, have like the main, um, you know, the main bars and then the next song, it's kind of flipped and, uh, Quavo kind of takes a bad seat and, uh, take off um, instead he he's now um you know kind of the main uh you know voice on the song of course there's you know a variety of those but regardless of you know who quote unquote should have been or should be the main voice um on these various songs it's it, there's so many tracks on here that you can't even really tell like that's just how hard they all brought it throughout the entire project and you know, regardless of what their verses really were and um, how long they were for, I, I felt um, how long they were for. I mean, you know, I, I really felt like, you know, some of the best bars that this group has ever had is on this project. Um, and it's it's throughout. It's not just you know, for a little bit a little portion of it. Uh, you know, the first half is good, the second half is okay. like I, I genuinely, like I said, fifteen, sixteen of the nineteen are 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 one hundred percent um you know just absolutely busting in the in, in the car, um, on the speakers. Like this is really good music. And if, if you haven't listened to Culture Three yet, I highly suggest you do, especially if you listen to the first two projects uh by the Midos or if you just like the Midos as a group um in general. I, I really, really, really um, think you're going to just be so happy with this project. Uh, some of the highlights of it, in my opinion, I mean, Avalanche was one of the best intros I've, I've heard ever by the Migos. Um, I feel like it put you right in that mood of culture and uh, just the vibes that the Migos bring um, when it comes to pro- projects of theirs. And then having our way, I mean, uh, you know, with the Drake feature and your second song on the album... Um, I feel like that also really, really, really sets the tone, um, and Drake of course did what Drake does. All of them had, you know, just outstanding verses on this one as well. And then boom, right into straightening. Of course, the sing the lead single. I'd say. I mean, I know, like I said, that need it was released uh, like a while ago, but I would say straightening was really like that single for um the album uh rollout because you know it was released probably a month ago now i believe i think it was released on yeah released on may 14th so literally a month ago today um so yeah straight into that straight into straightening and then type shit track number four featuring cardi b arguably probably one of cardi b's best verses that i've ever heard in my life uh she definitely was just straight spitting the entire time nothing about you know nothing about her pussy really uh so that was nice um i i mean i just feel like um you know that type of rap isn't really for me i'm all for woman empowerment and you know all of that but i i just don't really think um you know it appeals uh, to me personally, the same way that it, it made to uh, other people. And uh, because of that, I genuinely liked this verse a lot. I, I really think that uh, Cardi brought it on this verse, um, and so did the rest of them. And then, like I said, uh, Malibu, Birthday, those are probably the most iffy songs on here. But it's it's just straight hits, man. Modern Day was great. That Scene was great. Future did his thing on his trap. Antisocial, the Juice World was really good. Um, Mahomes, even though fuck gosh, Mahomes, <laughs> light up with pop smoke. I mean, it, it was it was great music. And like I said, if if you've listened to, um, if you have listened to the Meadows before, um, I really suggest you listen to this project. I think you're you're gonna be extremely happy with the final entry of this culture trilogy um you know i i really think that they um they put out the album of the year i'm gonna say it you know i i really don't know another album uh besides voice of the heroes probably that one was is is probably the biggest competition in my eyes um polo G's like i said was also very good so some music that has just recently come out i feel like we're continuously getting albums that are that are just topping each other you know it's not really okay this week we have you know whatever whoever is dropping and um we're kind of just going with it um you know not nothing crazy but i feel like we've been getting some really 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 good projects like consistently uh so that's been really refreshing it's been really nice especially from bigger artists that a lot of people know um so i'm really uh just you know I'm, I'm excited to keep bumping this. I, I really think it will be in rotation for a while. And I really do uh, believe the Midos did their thing on here. So I, I very highly suggest you listen to this one. I, I'm gonna stamp it at a at a seven, seven and a half, eight out of ten total. Um but moving on to Polo G. Like I said, he released his um final um installment into this uh, trilogy. Uh, his, his trilogy completed studio albums um, with Die Legend and The Go. of course this, this entry was titled Hall of Fame um, and and just like he always does Polo G definitely brought it throughout the majority of this project as well I, I, there's 20 tracks on here I'd say just like the Migos you know, 15, 16 of them um, on here uh definitely being bumped continuously after this and uh through uh the rest of the year i truly believe um and uh you know i i I really um appreciated the fact that polo g uh just brought it really like there there was no debate on a lot of these songs um who this album you know especially songs like with now we're talking about Lil Durk, Lil Wayne, uh, Roddy, The Baby, Young Thug. We're talking about some pop smoke. We're talking about some big names, and this man, I, I I feel like you know, you got when you have those features, it's like you want to give them all their all their shine. You want to let them do their thing with the feature, um, you know whatever it may be. Um, but when it was all said and done, uh, Polo G definitely still brought it. He didn't let a lot of these other big name artists, um, you know, come on his album and really bring it and then him follow it with not really much. Um, I feel like he matched it, if not uh, set the bar um, for those features as well. And you you definitely can hear why it's his project at the end of the day. It's not like he's being carried by his features. Um, But yeah, this this project's another one that. Honestly, if you've never heard Polo G before, I, I highly suggest, um, you know, you could definitely listen to this project as as the first one you listen to by Polo G, um, but I definitely suggest listening to the entire trilogy. I, I really feel like The Goat was another another project of his that was damn near perfect, um, you know, with, the, with a couple of misses. Um, die Legend I don't listen to I haven't listened to as much as the goat um but you know I, I really feel like the growth that he's been able to uh, portray on these three uh, studio albums um, in three years, you know three albums, three years and you can hear the growth um, on his albums as a whole and also on these individual tracks. Uh, Very easily Um, and you can see just why he is uh, where he's at and Why he's been able to kind of set up his uh, entire camp and um, You know everything and put them in the position that they are um, as the artist that he is so um, very happy with the release of this project very sad to hear that um, he did get ar- arrested for um, punching a police officer supposedly um, but it was also come out and said that, you know, the full body cam, of course the full body cam uh, footage has not been released, the full story has not even been released, um, Polo G said that he was being followed as soon as they they landed um, from the airplane, he also, his mom also said that he was innocent and Uh, He wouldn't have been able to be charged with all those if the officers didn't put hands on him first, I believe. So um, I'm happy that he's, you know, on bail and not like he's locked up and not being able to celebrate the release of this album. But it's still really unfortunate to hear that that had to happen the night he released his album. And um, I'm pretty sure it was like either after or like right before his album release, like Party. So that kind of sucks. That's definitely a a big blow, um, you know. But at the same time, it, it, at least the man's out and, uh, you know, he'll, he'll of course, have to deal with that. And we'll see what comes of that if, if the body cam footage is released and we see what really happened and transpired in those events. But um, still, nonetheless, a great work of art um, and, you know, something that will definitely be in rotation uh, just as much, uh, if not more, um, than... The goat, um, and that that uh 2020 projects, but some other artists uh that have that uh will be releasing some um songs very very or some music very very soon. Um, very happy to see that Isaiah Rashad will be dropping some uh new music this Friday. It looks like it is a song titled Headshots and then For the Locals. Uh, And then the four is the number four and then the R. So kind of like for the squad on uh, The Sun's Tirade. Uh, So that will be releasing on this Friday. Of course, this is the um, second single from his uh, album, The House is Burning. The first one has already been released. Uh, Lean With You. So very excited for this. Uh, like I said last week Tyler the Creator's rollout has already begun and today he actually released his first thing uh, Kind of confirming that this album rollout is happening uh, He released two different videos, but they were basically the same video on his Twitter and Instagram on his Twitter uh, the video of court is basically Tyler the Creator and his car uh, That is facing the opposite way. So his car is facing the opposite way as the camera and he's in this car making out with this girl, like, but he's leaned out of the window and this girl's, like, on the sidewalk. So Tyler, the creator's body is half in the car and half, like, out, basically making out with this girl that's, like, on the sidewalk. Of course, the car's parked. Um, and then the car drives away and that's when, uh, Taco comes out and he's just like, hey, baby, like, who was that dude? And she's just like, I, ha- I you know, just a nobody. And then they walk away, and she—you can instantly tell that she's not really interested in her real boyfriend, but instead she's interested in Tyler and their makeout sesh. Uh, so that was interesting. And then the only difference between that video and the one that was posted on Instagram was the car was actually facing towards the camera in the video on Instagram, and um, they were instead of like Tyler being like completely leaned out of his car the way he was. Uh, they're just making out, like, on the hood of their car. And then he goes in his car and he bats up. He doesn't, like, drive away. He, like, goes backwards. And then the same little skit happens towards the end where Taco comes out right after. And he asks who that guy was. And the girl's like, I, I, you know, just nobody." Um, nobody. A lot of people were speculating that since Tyler, the creator, said 10, Dot, and then Side Street, they believe that this might be Trap 10, uh, Side Street, and the reason why the car was faced opposite ways um, in these videos was because if you if you do not know this on every single tyler the creator um on every single i guess projects that uh tyler the creator uh, has ever released um on track uh, 10 there are two separate songs but they're they're the same song so like on igor that you have gone gone slash uh thank you on uh flower boy you have 911 slash mr lonely on wolf uh it's three songs it's party isn't over campfire and then beamer um and then on on cherry bomb you got fucking young uh i mean not fucking young i think it's is it is it yeah fucking young slash perfect i, I don't know why i was saying it was fucking perfect um, and then on Goblin, there's, um, I think that's the only, the yeah, Goblin might be the only one that it doesn't have a beat switch, um, but, two, three, four, five but it's Fish, and Fish, like, as a whole track, does switch up, like, in the middle of it, so it is kind of following the same pattern that Tyler, ha- like, has created for the entire Rest of his discography with Trap 10. Uh, So that's what people are speculating and why these two videos are different. But still, it's really good to know that, you know, these uh, billboards that, uh, you know, were being released, um, you know, directly correlated with Tyler's album release. And it was good to see that, you know, he's promoting it. And, uh, you know, days between an announcement of an album and the release. For Tyler, the Creator. Um, For Goblin, it was 34 days. For Wolf, it was 47. Um, For Cherry Bomb, it was only 5. For Flower Boy, it was 15. And for Igor, it was 11. Um, And he has always dropped between April and July every two years uh, without fail with all five of these albums. So I truly believe um, or hope that we can get it by the end of June. Uh, But we'll see. Um, It looks like this album will be called Call Me If You Get Lost, or I don't know if this is just the lead single of the project, Um, but at the end of these videos that he released today, that's exactly what it stated. It said Call Me If You Get Lost, just like the Billboard did, so I would not be surprised if this is what the album is going to be called. Um, But like I said, very excited for new Tyler music. Um, Khalid is another album, I mean not another album, another um, artist that um, came out and said that new music uh, will be coming out this week as well. Uh, So that's something to look forward to. Um, Juice World's team actually just announced that another posthumous project uh, from the the rap as a new EP titled The Party Never Ends uh, will be released uh, soon. Um, some of the features that they talked about, uh, on the projects, uh, were little Uzi Verts, um, so that, that'll definitely be hit, um, and that was, that was the only one they said. They said little Uzi Vert and a lot of other heavy hitters, so, um, it'll be interesting to see who else mates the projects, um, and also Juice is gonna be, uh, appearing on his own HBO documentary, uh, so that'll be good as well, uh, dive into, um you know his life see how much or what the documentary is really about uh in terms of in terms of everything if it's everything or if it's just um his come up um into the music game uh it'll be interesting to see uh what his team decides to do with that but a lot of a lot of stuff for from juice lately i mean he was like i said he was also on culture 3 uh he was on maroon five's new projects which was an, an interesting uh an interesting feature um and then he also uh his estate just released the anniversary edition of uh, goodbye and good riddance uh to celebrate the album's 3 year anniversary um this this had new tracks uh this this had a new track called titled 734 which is one of the best songs of the year in my eyes and then it also had a uh lucid dreams remix with little uzi vert so that was that was cool to to uh, see as well, um, but very excited for a new Juice project. I think that'll be that'll be great. Um, and then of course Drake, um, you know, we've been waiting for Certified Lover Boy for a long time now. It seems like, but uh, on a recent interview, he did say that CLB will for sure be out by the end of summer. And um, you know, it eh, let me if I go to my safari right now end of summer date so technically the end of summer when it comes to dates isn't until September 22nd Uh, so let's hope that he doesn't wait until September to drop this shit Uh, but I hope he means I mean by at least I, I, I would be happy with it if it came out before the end of July, I think that is very possible. I don't know how much longer Drake wants to wait to put this out. I feel like a lot of people are getting impatient at this point, um, but I don't think that'll really affect uh, Drake's work and um, you know how you know he's not gonna rush anything if he doesn't you know if he, if he doesn't feel it's ready he's not gonna put it out. Um, so I don't really think that you know, because people are complaining or, uh, kind of, you know, getting impatient. I don't really think that's going to change Drake at all. And like his opinion or his point of view and as to where, uh, it'll be released. Um, I think that he's really just setting shit up. I think, um, I mean, at this point, damn near it's, it's gotta be above 90% complete 90, 95, 96, 97, whatever it may be. Uh, it's definitely in those final mixing stages, I'm sure. Uh, maybe trying to get a couple of uh, different features on different songs that uh, could, you know, maybe use some. Um, and then also, you know, setting up, I, I feel like we've seen so many celebrities um, posting about uh, Drake's um, merch that will be coming out with uh, Nike and and. Uh, as a, uh, what's it called? Correspondence to Certified lover boy, so, you know, probably setting all of that up as well, making sure, you know, that's ready to go, um, you know, so there's there's quite a few things that, uh, go into it, I know, uh, and I, I, I know it it takes time and everything, but, uh, because Drake, you know, was supposed to drop this in January, I just feel like he was, um, he's kind of just pushing stuff back. I don't really necessarily think it's a scramble or, you know, it's uh, necessarily uh, he's he hasn't got into all of these various things. I I just think he's fine tuning stuff right now. You know, he's just making sure everything's set. Everything's perfect before he does drop it. I don't really think it's anything more than that. So very excited to hear that it will be dropping by the end of summer. And hopefully that doesn't mean by the end of September. But uh, moving on into some uh, baseball, uh, of course, the Padres finished off their homestand against the Cubs. Uh, seven game homestand against the, the Mets and the Cubs on um, this past Wednesday, uh, where they lost to the Cubs three to one. Um, that was a game, uh, that saw both teams have four hits. You, Darvish, uh, pitched pretty well, uh, in this one. Um, seven innings, three hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, eight strikeouts. Uh, just that one home run kind of, uh, hurt him, uh, at the end of it. Um, but as a team, you know, only four hits when Yu Darvish goes seven innings and he only gives up three hits and two runs. I mean, you know, that's, that's uh, got to be tough, um, you know, especially for a pitcher like Yu Darvish, one of the best in the business. Uh, definitely have to give him some run support, but uh, not the best way to finish off our homestand. But um, with the day off on Thursday, we headed it to, uh, you know, I think it's City Field in uh, New York uh, to face the Mets and Jacob DeGrom in a three-game series over the weekends, um, and then Game One, Jacob DeGrom, of course, showed just how good he is, um, as he did not only um, not only pitched for. Uh, six innings, but he also drove in two RBIs, which uh, I mean, basically is the game. The Mets won this one three to two on Friday night. Uh, if Jacob deGrom doesn't hit that uh, two RBI single in um, you know the fifth inning to push that fifth inning uh to a total of three runs instead of just one, um, you know it's a completely different ball game because uh, I mean, you know. Fernando Tatis, he either got, did he hit what or did he have a hit? Yeah, Fernando Tatis, I mean, single to start the seventh inning. And then Jake Cronenworth uh, followed him with a um, two-run shot. And if Jacob deGrom doesn't put in those two RBIs, I mean, it's a 2-1 game Padres favor. So, um, unfortunately, uh, you know, when you only have five hits against Jacob deGrom and um, you're already, you know, fighting for every run you can possibly get. It's not really the best when you literally, um, you know, can't capitalize on those things and can't get out of those innings. And, you know, you, we just saw why J.J. DeGrom is going to probably, I mean, by far on his way to get a Young underward. But, I mean, proving that he can hit the ball uh, and, you know, really shutting the people up as to why, you know, pitchers shouldn't get the MVP because they already have their own MVP. But, I mean, Janko DeGrom hitting the ball, having a great year um, at the plate and having literally a, a perfection of a year at on the mound. So, um, just adding more and more to his taste. But on Saturday, uh, much of the same shit. I mean, the Padres finished with more hits than the Cubs uh, as they out hit them six to five but they still lost the game on Saturday four to one um, you know just another one of those games uh, Joe Musgrove was able to go uh, six innings um, six innings in this one only gave up four hits uh, but of course that uh, one home run yet again um, you know when the bats are struggling the way they have been it, that one home run if you know if it's uh you know, not just solo shot. It's it's a couple of uh, couple of runners on base. It's it's going to be detrimental to the momentum of the game. And uh, we we saw that uh, you know Joe was able to respond. I mean, Lindor hit that two run homer in the first, and uh, he was able to respond, hold the Mets to um, no runs until that sixth inning, uh, and then it was three nothing. Uh, Padres able to score one in the seventh. Um, but, you know, nothing else for the rest of the game. So, uh, the bats continued to, uh, you know, take a halt. But, um, yesterday, yes, uh, last night's game, or not even last night, yesterday morning's game, as it was a 10 a.m. start here on the West Coast. Finally, 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 um, the bats were able to kind of wake up a little bit. I mean, it started with Tommy Pham's home run in the first inning. Um, and then, unfortunately, Uh, There was a home run in the fifth inning. I'm trying to remember who hit this. Who's the one that hit this home run? I think Peraza hit it. Yeah, Perazza definitely hit this home run against Chris Paddock uh, in the fifth. Make it a 2-1 game. Um, And then in the seventh inning, um, the Padres had the inning that they were very very desperate to have i mean all nine batters got to bat in this inning um you know capped off uh so basically what happened in in the uh seventh inning was um you know a two two singles um a sacrifice bunt to get the runners on third and second um profar able to work a walk Um, on a uh, nine pitch at bat, I believe, to load the bases up. Um, And then Fernando Tatis Jr. does what he does best and brought Slam Diego to New York. Um, Pushed the game, I believe at this point, uh, to six to two. Um, And then, um, what's it called? I think, no, 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 I think it was... The fact that it yeah it was six to two because Profar's walk um, brought the I think the runners were already it was already loaded but I can't remember who else got on base okay so basically yeah the 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 bases were loaded Profar's walk uh, pushed the game to two to two because the bases were loaded and he got walked so obviously we got a run um, and then Fernando Tatis Jr.'s uh, grand slam pushed it to six to two. And then the Nets batter, Manny Machado, hit a solo shot. So it was 7-2. Um, and the Padres were able to finish this one out. Leave New York, losing the series, 2-1. Uh, to one, But definitely got a lot of momentum in that last game, that last victory. 7-3 to three was the final yesterday. Um, and today, uh, starting a brand new series with the Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Um, you know, before we head back home. And uh, starts, uh, you know, a new homestand against the Reds. Uh, a homestand that we'll see um, the re the I mean reopening day or Grant. Uh, the, I think they called it San Diego's opening day. Uh, as Petro will be full capacity on the 17th for the first time all year, for the first time in a season and in a half. Because I mean we're we're damn near 60, 65, 68 games into the season now, so uh, you know, get like a quarter of the way through, or not quarter, like a third of the way through. Um, so you know, a season in in a in a third of you know not having full capacity at Petco um, finally is uh, n- no longer going to be a thing as the Padres will have full capacity and. Face the Reds on the 17th, so perfect opportunity to go into Colorado, uh, win a series. Uh, hopefully, uh, at least get two. Um, really shooting for that sweep though. Um, to come into the homestand with full capacity, um, and really just be hot and ready to go and you know, just ready to go streaking. Really, so very excited to uh, see what happens today and uh, throughout the course of the Colorado series. Very happy the Bats came alive yesterday. Um, but to some NBA playoffs. Uh, you know Thursday night, Thursday, uh, night games. Um, action saw uh, the butts. I I mean on the last podcast I said a lot of said a lot of stuff about the Nets. I said how how easy it would be um for them to win the finals, and uh, this weekend the butts proved me wrong. In many facets and that started on Thursday night as they were able to take out the Nets 86 to 83 I mean this was a huge turnaround from from Brooklyn I mean holding the Brooklyn Nets to only 83 points is definitely something uh, to hang your to hang your hat on uh, for this butts team um, of course Kevin Durant still had 30 points and 10 rebounds but I mean holding Kyrie uh, to only 22 and um, only one assist in this one, um, and then Joe Harris, one for seven from the three-point line, Blake Griffin really had no impact on this game, 5.7 rebounds, um, you know, just playing physical, uh, showing why you belong, not just fucking getting ran off the court like they were in Brooklyn, it was, it was just a good, it was a good switch, like, it was just getting fucking irritating watching in, Bro- you know, in, in uh, games one and two in Brooklyn, uh, so for Giannis to come out and, and go for 33 points in this one, 14 rebounds, for Chris Middleton to be the leading scorer with 35 points and 15 rebounds, um, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat this Butts team when those two are clicking the way they did in game three. Uh, and it was, it was a good change, like I said. So Brooklyn, of course, still up 2-1 to one after this one. And then the other Thursday night game, I uh, saw the Jazz uh, take a 2-0 lead um as they won their game two game in utah 117 to 111 um donovan mitchell man just ridiculous 37 points three rebounds four assists in this one and joe inglis uh, Rudy bear and uh, bodanovich all finished with uh, double digits and Rudy O'Bear, man 20 rebounds in this one 20 rebounds just pure dominance on the glass able to push the jazz uh, the one-seeded Jazz to a 2-0 um, series lead, and um, that of course led uh, led into Friday's games, where uh, the Seventy uh were able the Seventy were able to uh, take a two-one series lead on the Hots as they won in Atlanta, one twenty-seven to one eleven, able to steal Game One in Atlanta uh, behind jo- Joel Embiid's twenty-seven points and nine rebounds. Uh, Ben Simmons, 18 points, 7 assists. Seth Curry finished with 12. Tobias Harris, again, 22 points, 8 rebounds. This man is really lighting up the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, this is my dark horse guy. The Sixers continue to have Tobias Harris playing the way he is. That is their key to success. And, you know, get Seth Curry hot. Let Ben Simmons do what he does best. Facilitate the floor. Joel Embiid, just give him the ball. He's a monster, and you guys are going to be fine. Um, but on the other side of the ball, Trey on 28 points, eight assists, but 19 points, uh, Jamie Collins, third, uh, 23 points and seven rebounds. Um, Trey in this game actually did become the first player with 200 points and 70 assists through his first career, first seven career playoff games. So that was pretty cool, but still wasn't enough, uh, to get the job done against the Sixers. Um, and, uh, what's it called? Game, uh, four is literally in 15 minutes so very excited to see how this series uh turns excited to see um if the hawks will be able to come back and punch the Sixers right back in the mouth but um the other game that happened on friday night was um was game three of this uh phoenix suns denver series at number two number three matchup in the west and we saw phoenix be able to take a 3-0 victory um 116 to 102 first game in denver also able to win the fight in the stands, so that's that's really important as as the fans got into a huge fight. Um, and after the Suns fan won, he screamed in the Denver Nuggets fans based Suns in four. So I thought that was funny. Um, and uh, I mean he was he was right. I will just jump ahead to Sunday's game where the Suns were able to win one twenty five to one eighteen and uh, and sweep the series. I mean. It's unfortunate for the for uh, Nikola Djokic. I, I mean, he had 32, 20, and 10 in Game 3, uh, and that wasn't enough. And then, uh, I mean, also the fact that he did have 30, 20, and 10 in a playoff game, uh, the only other people to do that were Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So definitely joining some elite company uh, when it came to uh, that game and that loss. But unfortunately, in Game 4, he did get ejected um, as he um you know had a it was kind of like a throwdown I, I think it was an intentional foul because he was frustrated and it kind of just uh was a little bit more physical than I think he even knew it was and uh he, he, he kind of like basically slapped Cameron Payne in the face um and then Devin Booker didn't like that and he came over and had some words for him and uh he ended up getting a flagrant too and unfortunately the end of the uh uh, Nuggets' year was uh, on Sunday night's game in Game Four when the Phoenix Phoenix was able to beat them 125 to 118. Uh, you know Devin Booker and Chris Paul, 37 and 34, um, 14 rebounds between both of them, 11 assists between both of them, just pure dominance. Uh, really, um, you know, four of the Nuggets' five starters able to score uh, with 20 points, but still not enough to beat this Suns team. Um, I mean, Devin Booker in closeout games, 81 points this year, 22 rebounds, 55% from the field, 55% from three, 95% from the free throw line. Um, and he just said, I've been waiting on this a really long time as he, as he has. And uh, I mean, it's, it's scary to see what uh, Devin Booker uh, is doing and just knowing how young he is. So the, the Phoenix Suns able to reach their uh, first Western Conference finals uh, since 2010 Um, Like I said, Devin Booker, 81 points in the Suns' two closeout wins this postseason. The only other player with more uh, in his first two closeout wins uh, was Michael Jordan. So very uh, good company, again, to be with. Chris Paul also became the oldest player with 25 points per game and 10 assists per game in a playoff series all time. Um, So definitely a uh, great series by both of those guys. I mean, Chris Paul... um, I believe he finished finished the game, not the game, he finished the series uh, with 40 plus assists and only three turnovers um, in the entire playoffs. Um, he's only had 10 turnovers and he's had 85 plus assists, so definitely a great ratio. Um, he now has three playoff games with 15 assists and zero turnovers, and there's only one other active player to ever have done that, and that's of course Rajon Rondo. Um, but just some great stuff from the Suns. Uh, they advanced to the Western Conference Finals, and we'll take on the winner of this Utah and Clipper, uh, Clipper series. As we were able to see, um, we were able to see Game Three unfold on Saturday night, as the Clippers were able to bounce back uh, and beat Utah 132 to 106 at home. Um, this was a game that saw Kawhi Leonard um, have 34 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Paul George showed up, 31 points, 3 rebounds, 5 assists. Uh, you know, Batum had 17. Reggie Jackson had 17. Um, just a great win by the Clippers, really. Not really much else to say. Donovan Mitchell still had 30 points in this one, but it simply wasn't enough. Um, and the Clippers finally found a way to beat this Jazz team. Uh you know, very excited for you know game four tonight as well. Um, after this 76ers Hots game, so a lot of a lot of uh, a lot on the line. You know, there's a there's a big difference between going up three one um, for either, excuse me, the Sixers or the Jazz. You know, being able to go up three one and head back home uh, for a game five and possibly close out the series at home. Um, there's a big difference between that and and. Um, you know, letting the Hawks or the, the Clippers get another one and uh, evening the series at 2-2 two to two and going back home knowing that you're going to have to travel again um, back to their arena for a game six. So uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens uh, tonight. Um, but the final game uh, of yesterday was um, this uh, Butts team winning another Uh, Another game, 107-96, able to tie the series up at 2. Giannis in this one, 34 points again, 12 rebounds. Uh, Chris Middleton, 19 points, 4 rebounds. Uh, Drew Holiday, 14 points, 6-for-16 from the field. Um, Just an all-around effort from the Butts. Uh, And on the other side of the ball, KD finished with 28. Um, And uh, only other starter to finish... The only other player on the Nets to finish with above double digits was Kyrie. Um, But Kyrie, unfortunately, did go down um, with an ankle injury. uh, And that ankle injury actually um, will be sidelining him for Game 5, along with James Harden, on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if the Butts are able to control the series after Tuesday night. If they're able to take a 3-2 series lead going into Milwaukee, um, You know, taking advantage of this, uh, you know, Nets team that is now looking a little bit depleted, um, looking a little um, not as monstrous as they did after the Brooklyn, the game one and two in Brooklyn against them. Uh, It'll be interesting to see, but I mean, when Kevin Durant, you know, is on the other side of the ball, you never know what is possible. I mean, this man scored double digits um, in his. Uh, 100 he has scored now double digits in his uh, 148 uh, career playoff games um, and he is now in sole possession of the third longest streak of all time of uh, 10 plus points in playoff games so I mean when you have a guy like that on the other side of the ball you never know what's gonna happen um, but Giannis I mean recorded his 33rd career playoff um, half with 15 plus in game four um, and that was more than twice as many as any other butts player has had in the past 25 seasons. So you know, um, you know Giannis has finally kind of woken up. I uh, definitely, I think heard what everybody was saying about how he you know needs to needs to um, suit up, be the MVP um, and, and really just, uh, you know take it and go for it. So we'll see uh you know what happens on tuesday night but really looking forward to the games tonight uh really looking forward to this uh rocky series for the padres um and looking forward to all the all the music i talked about but that's all i got that's all i have for today i hope you all have a great rest of your monday um it has been such a pleasure as always um and i will see you all very soon have a uh, great rest of the day and thank you for listening